Listener discretion is advised. you might have missed on flash black radio with the usual suspects today is july 16th so i hope your hbo subscription is up to date because tonight is game of thrones and winter is here uh this is your girl t rich k savage this is da vinci parks aka lee bennett the third and we're just gonna you know dive right into this david yeah <laughs> That was so terrible. What? That was almost as bad as Trey Songs, but not quite. I mean, you know. does anyone really think Trey Songs can sing? I don't know. That's, that's, that's the crazy part about it. I don't think that people care whether or not he can sing. I think they just like like him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he doesn't make catchy songs. I just think he's just. But he's not even attractive. So. I, I I'm not here to judge that. I just, you know, I just feel like he's limited. Songs, yeah, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's limited, but I, at the same time, it's just, you know, he does but what he, he does. does. Like he has a big dick. Okay. All right. Does that does that mm-hmm. does that guesstimation normally work for you when you when you like you size somebody up? Of course it does. You've you know, never so failed on that. I failed. I no, have, I have failed a couple times. Wow. Okay. Mm-mm. Like, oh, man, I thought. Mm. I'm too hoish. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, that's good. That's good. Like, to not ever be disappointed. That's, that's impressive. It's impressive as fuck. It is. I got good gaydar, and I got good, you got a big dick. It's something about the way they walk. We've had this conversation before. I feel like we keep reliving it. But <laughs> I can see it. Saying I can see it. Okay. Christy needs to be my wing woman. Indeed. I have been like, whoa, I thought, but dag. But I've never been disappointed. That's always nice. That is always Like a little nice. surprise, like, like three, four extra, you know, five, six extra. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hello, 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 hello. Did you say three, four extra? Three, four extra than what you expecting. Okay, no, it's like that's the a whole. Lo- it's okay. like the um the preview for girls trip when she's like, move your arm, and he's like, that's, that's not, not my arm. arm. Like, <laughs> come through, Jesus. Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this fornication that's about to happen, but come through anyway. <laughs> yes, right, shout out to big dicks. This has gone like, completely never. left. This is what happens when Slim is not here. Shout out to my man Slim who is not with us. He's out there making that money. So yeah, don't let the money make you. Don't let the money make you. But yeah, like a surprise big dick. That's like that's right like Christmas. Okay, all right. Like oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. Okay, I have nothing to add to that conversation right there. I should hope not. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah. this weekend. <laughs> oh, sorry. This weekend, you are a lying liar who lies. Who? Which one? There is a beauty blogger, and I use that in quotes, um, Vika Chappelle. Miss Vika. Did you see this? No. Miss Vika decided 
She was going to initiate her own challenge. You know how they have like the Bow Wow Challenge and the Ice Bucket Challenge and mm-hmm. the Cinnamon Challenge? Well, Miss Vika thought it would be fun to do the Chocolate Challenge, where mm-hmm. she and another white woman decided to transform their quote-unquote pale pasty skin into chocolate skin. So she did this and was like, I'm going to put it on YouTube. I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but, you know, we're going to do the chocolate challenge and posted a photo of her and her friend with half white, half black face faces. And the black Twitter sphere quickly came for her edges and drug her. And she was like, oh, hello, 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 wait, 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 wait. This isn't blackface because I don't even know. Like, I've never even heard of blackface. I didn't even know blackface was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing that would offend people. So, like, I wasn't trying to offend people. That's not what this was. You know what? This is my feeling. For all white people who not quite sure whether or not it's offensive to dress up in blackface, the real question is, do you want to go through your life black? Oh, right. No. Thought so. So, yes, it is offensive. It's offensive if you don't well. actually ever in your life want to be black then you don't get to dress up in blackface. Well, even if you do, no, no, no. (laughs) no, Even that bitch was smart enough to just be spray tanning. I'm just saying, like, Rachel Dolezal still, like, nah, there's no... Unless you're doing Bamboozle Part 2, you don't need to be doing blackface. She actually does want to be black and she fully committed. She got brown babies. I don't excuse her behavior, but I'm just saying she is fully committed to her cause. These bitches weren't. They Mm-mm. were just dabbling in do we want to be black for a minute. And they didn't even go Rashida Jones. Mm-mm. They didn't even go Rashida Jones. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like we want to be ethnically ambiguous black. It was like we want to be black. And then it was a bad makeup job at that. It was horrible. So it wasn't even good. You know what I'm saying? On top of all of that, it was hideous. It was absolutely horrible. But the the question is, I mean, that I would ask that because I I I haven't seen this particular thing. I I don't feel like I need to because I've seen enough blackface in the last five years of, of like current blackface things that have happened. Um, question is like, were they trying to actually? Is that what they perceived as accurate blackface? You know what I'm saying? Like, was that like you know it was like was that were they trying? Like, is this what they were trying to do? Is that how they thought it was? I can't even give it an E for effort, so. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. See, All that's right. not even E for effort, mm-hmm. so what do we say to that? I don't say anything to it, man. I mean, at this at this stage of the game, I just feel like. Just stop. Not, yeah, stop. Just but stop. Not- there's enough things in the world that you can be. There's enough TV characters you can be, enough. Anything else that you can be that you don't have to like actually imitate or try to be another race or culture. Oh, not just that, but it's just like if you're not sure, like speak kind of piggybacking off of what Chris was saying. If you're not sure, you know, I don't really think in this stage of the game there's any excuse to not know. If you don't know, it's because you choose not to know, and that's not an excuse in and of itself either. Lying liar who lies. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, and the crazy thing about it, we're we're in a particular environment where there's a lot more sensitivity. I think some of it's justified, some of it, you know, whatever. That, that That's a discussion that could be had. But at the end of the day, 
we're in a, an environment where whitewashing has also gone through the roof as of late. I like, you know, they had last year they had gods of Egypt where mm-hmm. all the gods were white. They had ghosts in the shell, and don't get me wrong, like uh, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for Scarlett Johansson. She shouldn't have been in that movie. Though. Yeah, but that wasn't a good look. Now, now here I will say this is an interesting nuance to this particular argument as far as Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell in particular. And that was the creator of that, or is either the director or the creator of the original Ghost in the Shell was saying that there was no such thing as race because she was a cyborg, so it didn't really matter who played her in that in that scenario. But Netflix is coming out with a, a show called Death Note, or uh, excuse me, a movie called Death Note based off of a popular anime series in which the characters are again of Japanese origin, but the characters in the TV show obviously are not. So it's, there's so many, it's like, it's, it, and, and the thing that makes it so egregious, and you got to watch it, and what's always frustrated me is when you look at something like a Mortal Kombat, which is a video game character, right? Mm-hmm. And you have all these characters that are faithfully replicated, and then the one character that happens to be a god, a Chinese thunder god, is played by a white dude. When you look at gods of Egypt and all the gods, except for one, are played by white people. And the main characters play white by white people in Egypt. And you have Tom Cruise and the mummy. And like the, the is Wait, or we or we pretending like we can't find a Middle Eastern or South Asian actor to play Aladdin. Get the entire fuck out of here. They can play they can have Dev Patel in a heartbeat. Well and Dev also Patel is a dope actor. They, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Or Cal Penn. Is the kicker. That one. The kicker to the Dev Patel thing is he's too obvious. He's too predictable. They won't even let him read for it. Now, when has Tom Cruise ever been too obvious or too predictable to play an action hero? When was Brad Pitt ever too obvious or too predictable to play somebody, you know what I'm saying, to be pretty enough to sell this shitty-ass movie to somebody? When is it that all these white men, you know what I'm saying, who are out here, who who they always telling us we need this white man because we need him for ticket sales? You know what I'm saying? Dev Patel been selling movies since he burst onto the scene. But all of a sudden, he's too obvious. (laughs) I'm confused. I'm really fucking confused. Yeah, this is kind of goofy to me. Dev Patel could get it all day. Uh And the last movie line he was in, I was like, like, with the the long hair and the beard. Like, he looked different. That's what I'm saying. He looked like a dude. Like, like, he looked kind of like a goofy kid and like he was in newsroom. He was always looking like he could get it. He was always. I I don't pay attention in that way. I don't recall a time when Dev Patel could not tap this black ass. All right. I'm right. Right, bend right. it over, pull up to the bumper. Sweet and innocent, you huh. was like, I'm gonna teach you something. Hmm. And now he looked like, oh, nigga, you might. You teach learned. Too. You have been right. taught, brother. <laughs> yes. Somebody schooled your ass. Someone right. schooled you. There have been lessons. But even if you right. want to so say, even if you want to say, Dev Patel is like quote unquote the the obvious choice. Um, and I think at some point they were like, oh, you know, we're having problems finding a person of color actor who can sing and dance and act at the same time. Have y'all never heard of Bollywood? It's like a whole country it's a big thing, of motherfuckers that sing and dance and yeah, act. They're they real serious about it, too. No, stop, 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 stop. We don't even have to go to a brown country. Zayn Malik. I'm not quite sure who that is. Who's Zayn Malik? The little Muslim boy from One Direction. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to One Direction. I'm not familiar. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a big... He's he's been he's a big deal. Okay. Well, I know One Direction is a big deal, so I get it. But 
No, but okay. he's the one who left and went solo. Okay. I mean, there are. I mean, like I said, Cal Penn could have could have done it. You know, he's a little bit older, but you know, Cal Penn doesn't. I mean, if he lost weight, I mean, no, I he think could not have been a Why not? No, no, no. He could not have been Aladdin. I don't know. I think I think our friend Cicely Aladdin might gotta, beg to differ. Aladdin gotta be Aladdin gotta be sexy. Okay. Well, yeah, and Cal Penn is like is like nerd sexy. Like he's yeah he's he's, he's like sexy because he's smart, mm-hmm. right? But he's not like Dev Patel sexy. Like <laughs> I'm gonna get on this fucking carpet with you and go wherever. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> so and and, and, and again. Okay, and so that that ties back into it. So when you think about it, it's like how much effort are you, are we looking at? Because you know that's another frustration I had. Somebody as a kid who listened to cartoons and watched like a lot of cartoons, even if they were like bad and I wasn't a fan, I would watch them. And when they'd have the gratuitous or not not the gratuitous, the obligatory minority character on a TV show, a lot of times I could hear whether or not the voice actor was black or white. Not all the time, but a lot of times I could pick it out. And it's just like, how much effort are you actually putting into this? Because if you look at something like Sense8, which got canceled, they went to India and found people. They found like legitimate people in India. Like, and like, we're going to film in yeah. India. They could have they filmed in Hollywood on a soundstage. They took it across and they, that made it more authentic. I don't think anybody felt like, ah, oh, she doesn't really seem Indian to me. Probably also why it got canceled, but. Yeah, and they, so, you know, I mean, the, the, everything about that spoke authenticity, though. Oh like, yeah, you know, like they you know, were like they filmed on eight content, eight countries. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they actually got people for the most part from the continents that they went mm-hmm. to, you know. So nothing felt, and it, you could do that if you wanted to. And the the funny thing is, doing it that way is probably cheaper. You know what I mean? Than trying to pay some big name actor. I'm I'm looking at Matt Damon like he did not need to be in the Great Wall. I I refuse to see that movie. You know, Great Wall was a movie that just came out this year or at the end of last year or whatever. I believe it was earlier this year though. It was like an action movie. Is the biggest collaborative piece between Hollywood and China in terms of budget and scope. Um, and it was an all Chinese like cast crew, pretty much, except for Matt Damon? Matt Damon was like the mercenary who was on of the great wall, you know, to to save because you know it's you know why not? I mean, it's just mm, it's, I refuse <laughs> to watch great white hope, great white hope movies. Yeah, I mean, and uh, to me, like not seeing Gods of Egypt was kind of conflicted because I we like I don't know if you knew Chad from Howard, but um, like the dude was next door to me in my freshman dorm. You know what I mean? So like he was Derwin's a cool, roommate? huh? Derwin's roommate? No, Chad. No, Chad Bozeman, the dude who played um Black Panther, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. He's the black biopic guy. Are you? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep. So um, there was that, and I also love I love mythology. I think mythology has got so much rich and so many rich stories in mythology. And the fact that they were going into Egyptian mythology, it's like, oh, this is a really great opportunity. And then you made it all not about it's just like why? I don't I've never understood that. So and to be fair, I'm even across the board. So the same way I didn't like the idea of them making all the gods of Egypt white, I didn't like the fact that they did a Fantastic Four reboot and made Johnny Storm black. I didn't think it was necessary. Don't don't get me wrong. I think Michael B. Jordan is a dope actor, but as far as the source material goes, like the the Human Torch been white since the '60s. 
when they started. So the same way the human torch should have been white, same way that Jesus and Moses should have been black or people who are of color. That's the way I feel about it. Let's keep it all the way accurate and all the way 100. That's how I feel. So, you know, we just I'll step back from that. Yeah. Off and my soapbox. So then you would agree with Edward Albee. So Edward Albee, you know he's a playwright, right? I do now. His estate, well, so Edward Albee is a playwright, and his estate refuses to give permission for um, productions of his plays where they want to have major characters be played by a black actor. Wow. What what, what plays did he do? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I can look it up now. Oh, I put a picture of Zane Malik and I put a link to a picture in the chat. Okay. Yeah, I saw him. Um, I think he might have done Virginia Woolf. I'm not sure. That's, that's fine. But, I, I mean, is that? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, because because here's the thing: when we say that we want Hollywood to diversify, one of the things that we're asking them to do sometimes is just to cast people of color in roles that aren't necessarily specifically for a particular person. And when you talk about doing remakes, that means that an iteration of that character may not have been of whatever color you choose. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you go down that road. What you're saying is that, like, you know, what is your stance then on diversification just when, you know, we just for us to get representation? Because sometimes a character is just a character. I agree. Mm -hmm. No, so I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying I don't I don't know enough about Albie and I don't know enough about the playwright to know what, what he's done or, or what yeah, his characters wrote, are. He wrote Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And I, I, I've heard of that, but I've never I've never read it. I don't know. So, you know, it's not one of those things. I If it's one of those things like Shakespeare. That's different. You know what I'm saying? Shakespeare, I, I've seen a Shakespeare uh, adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing, where Denzel Washington was one of the characters in it. For some reason, Keanu Reeves was in it. I, 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 don't, I don't know why. Uh, but, you know, yeah, that happened. Kenneth Branagh shake, uh, in a Shakespeare movie with uh, that's, that's happened a lot. But Kenneth Branagh, Denzel, and Keanu Reeves all in the same movie. Hmm. Yeah. That that's happened. weird as fuck. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Was Keanu good? Uh, Keanu was Keanu. <laughs> like that's like Keanu can be either very hit or very miss. It's like he's, he's you know lately he's been very very no, hit. He actually always plays himself, and he just you know and sometimes the, it fits and sometimes yeah, it that's, yeah, that's how I feel that's, about that's Brad saying. Pitt. I I feel like Brad Pitt is just like he's Brad Pitt in movies. And sometimes I'm seeing that more. I I didn't know what. They actually made a joke about that on the Carmichael show. I mean, if Denzel ain't playing a historical character, like he is just Denzel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, he was he he was Denzel when he played um in American Gangster. It was like like Frank White is he like was. yeah. Always Denzel. But you know, but I feel like he could Denzel and play a drug dealer because you know it's Denzel. Yeah, I mean, I, I I still yeah, he's a dope actor, but yeah, I mean, I get it. I get. I feel. I feel like a lot of actors, and I, I felt this way for a very long time. Um, but I feel like a lot of like the top tier actors that we really look at, like you know, like a De Niro or Pacino, like those type of level dudes. I think a lot of them, after a certain point, they not only start to play the same character or play the characters the same way, they start to play them to this certain extent. Like this, like okay, do that Robert De Niro thing you do. Mm -hmm. I like meet the Fockers is all about Robert De Niro. Like do that Robert De Niro shit you do in all your other movies. Just do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
And it's like you don't have to because they've they've gone through the entire gamut of like I've showed you everything you need to see from me or whatever. So now it's just about having fun and making this money. And you just coming to see me just do the shit you like me to see me do. It's very rare that you see people still pushing the envelope once they've been in a career for a certain period of time. Like, and it might just be the project that brings it out of them. Like Samuel L. Jackson and Django, when he plays Steven. Like I've never seen that movie. I've when I tell it. you Samuel L. Jackson played the hell out of it's, it's it's a travesty that Samuel L. Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio were not nominated for at least nominated for Oscars in that movie. Samuel they L. Were, Jackson stays working. Yeah, he stays working. Wait, but, wait. If we're gonna talk about the the nominations, can we talk about the Emmys? Talk about it. Go ahead. I mean, I I, I didn't pay attention fully to it, but I did see that you know, um, this is us got a couple nods. There's which, no insecure and there's no Queen Sugar. What? I know that Atlanta got nominated. I did look for insecure. I didn't think to look for Queen there's Sugar. There's no insecure and there's no Queen Sugar and there's no Zazie Smith from Atlanta. And so my interpretation of the Emmys this year is everything that we just talked about was two black women. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who's that? Which one is Zazie Smith from? She's the baby mama. She's the baby mama in Atlanta. We thought she was, but you thought she was like Emmy like worthy though. Like I think I think, I, think cast, I think that whole cast was yeah. I think I think the homeboy the the uh the <laughs> no, I the think what is that it stay woke cast. the dude from uh oh Lakeith Stanfield yeah yeah that dude right there yeah. man he gets busy but like I think, I, I think she's good but I don't know if it's Emmy worthy yeah. Issa Rae, I thought was like definitely Emmy worthy mm-hmm. just you know what I'm saying so I I just when I if I take Issa and I put her next to. Like, oh, girl, I don't think she she stands out as much. I think she did a good job. I'm, I'm not saying she wasn't good at, at what she did. I just think that she was kind of, I think everything's kind of feeding around Earn and his story with his cousin, Paperboy. Right. So when we consider supporting actors, we consider the performance. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I just, I didn't, I didn't think that was like strong enough to get like an Emmy nod. I mean, but I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think this was good. I have to go back and look at Molly. Oh, sugar, though? Yeah. I think you should go back and rewatch some of her scenes, like when she in there struggling had, for her job. Mm-hmm, she has, and yeah. Even, I mean, there was a whole episode that focused on the, the and her, her friend, and her friend. Yeah, right? yeah. And I thought right. that was good. I thought that was. I, I, I just think probably they didn't flesh her character out enough. And I think her shit was she was, it was her, her the way she killed it was like way more subtle. I think Issa Rae was more like the way she went from like you know. In her headspace. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you why I interpreted it that way. So I'm not saying she didn't do a good job. I think that whole cast was busy. No, that's what I'm saying. But like sometimes, look, I'm talking about with TV. I'm talking about with TV. Tom, for some reason, TV is like I think on film on the big screen. I think subtlety plays better than it does on the big screen. That's why um, Modern Family seems to get nominated. Ad nauseum every fucking year because everything they do in that show is like super big. Like it's just like and you it's know, like getting worse. I don't even watch the show like that except for in like reruns. So I'll see it like um in like syndication. And what I've seen in syndication has been funny, but it doesn't feel like the shows that I've seen. There's it's been not, like a lot of like you know growth. I feel like the characters are the characters. Say. Like it's not a, it's not a lot of a growth in Modern Family. And I don't know if it's because of like how long it's been on. I it's don't been know. on for a minute. Yeah. It has been on for a minute, but I feel like there's just I feel like it's kind of gotten a little bit sloppy. Like when the 
the the Manny guy whose name I don't remember, uh, when he was the guy that was in Pitch. Okay. Yeah, the Manny. When he left, I mean, it seemed really random. It was like he was there, and then it was just like he was gone, and it wasn't clear like if he was coming back. Or the writing kind of got a little. It's gotten a little stale. So for something like Insecure to not get nominated mm-hmm. when that's like. I mean, the writing on Insecure, the topics, mm-hmm. just the execution, all of it was just great. And I know I'm a little bit of an Insecure slash Issa slash J. Ellis, Dick Ryder. I'm fine with that. And I feel like I've said Dick a lot today. That shit was good. Which is a characteristic for you because you don't really use that particular word. I don't word. really go with Dick. I no. like to say penis, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a different place today. Um, <laughs> Are you now? Didn't notice. <laughs> So I mean, I mean, the show was it was very well done, especially when you consider like this is a new outing for for Issa and for this for this cast for this presentation. I mean, it's like you know, black people dealing with like relationship stuff and traversing just, the workplace and learning how to like like you know the, how to the, dial your the culture black back shit that we deal with dealing with kids how to get them involved in terms of like getting more cultured or whatever. Right, like, and it's not it's not. Black shit that's like background to other main character stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like a whole bunch of like, it's not like four white people and then there's like the black character like, oh man, today sucked. Yeah. It's that's- just, you know, it centers around black people and black experiences, which, you know, those things are different. You mm-hmm. know, the experience I have at work as a black woman is going to be different than the experience my white coworker has. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, I want to be crystal clear. I do not think that the young lady from Atlanta is not a good actress. I, I, I enjoyed that entire cast. I thought it was very well done. And a lot of those characters, I mean, a lot of those actors, I wasn't really familiar with outside of Donald Glover. So I thought, you know, what they brought to the table was dope. And I'm really excited for whenever they come back around with season two. I'm just saying in contrast to something like a Queen Sugar, which you mentioned, or awesome. or something like um, Insecure. I just feel like Molly from Insecure stood out more. And I, I, I actually watched a couple episodes this past week of Insecure. So my wife finally started watching it. <laughs> so she's just catching up, whatever. So now she's excited about season two. I've been trying to tell her about it, but apparently, you know. I love how just, I, I love Molly because I feel like Molly is like so complex and i love molly i love molly as a character like if i had to be friends with molly she would annoy the shit out of me oh but i I, i love molly as a character because um you know she's not it's like on the one hand, she's like got this professional. Move your hands, I can't see. She's like she got this whole professional thing. stuff going on, and she's like you know successful enough in her job. But like as soon as five five thirty hits and she leaves that building, it's just like ratchet things. <laughs> she is a little bit ratchet, but things just don't make the same amount of sense for her. Yeah. But I also feel like part of her problem is respectability politics. Elaborate, please. Um, I think what she is choosing for her dating pool and all the troubles that she has with dating has a lot to do oh, yeah. with respectability. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, what I do like about Molly is that 
she kind of, you know, puts a focus on, you know, what are professional black women supposed to do? We are at this point in this country, the most educated Mm -hmm. demographic. And the reality is what we consider to be our natural counterparts, because black women are usually less likely to date outside of, you know, the black pool is that, you know, our counterparts are the most incarcerated and probably undereducated demographic in this country. And so it's kind of like, you know, I think that Molly's whole situation and her whole approach to dating puts a spotlight on where a lot of professional black women Mm -hmm. find themselves, which is that, you know, when you, it's not, because to me, Sometimes the professional dating quandary or the the, the dating quandary for professional black women, it's not even sometimes about money. It's about um, exposure. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you've been to, you know, college and if you have an advanced degree, chances are, you know, that like you've swum in the white pool, you know what I'm saying? Socially, not just, you know, for work. And so like there are things that you want to do that you've been exposed to that we all know as professional black people here who are of a certain socioeconomic, you know, demographic that like black people do these things, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But like a lot of people don't, you know, and there's a lot of black men who if you haven't been exposed to this, you know what I'm saying? Then this is all new to you. And I think there's a lot of women who feel like, you know, oh, I don't want to try. I don't want to date these men because I don't want to take them somewhere. I don't want to I don't want to be showing them these things. Um, and I don't know what that is about, like not wanting to show somebody. But I also think it's like this fear of, oh, if I date this kind of person, will he embarrass me if we go out to these places? And I think that like um, that 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 is a thing. That is a real thing. You know, and that, and that was one of Molly's biggest struggles, like the dude, you know what I'm saying, who like who, who she ended up trying to ultimately get back with. Her issue with him was that like she oh, had a lot well, of issues you know. with him. I mean, her main issue was that he worked at Enterprise. Her, right, her, 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 her biggest her, 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 or that he didn't, yeah, her big, or that he wasn't, a, he didn't go to college. Nope. It, or, it was, or that, it was or that, that he, he like had an experience with another dude. That was a major. She had multiple issues with this dude. She found like okay, every like is, and it felt like like if that's the case, you should have done your homework early and just like got all that shit out the way. But you know, it's just like you know, she she yo yoed a lot. So like yeah, the recur- but the, re- the recurring issue was really her finding out that he didn't have a college degree because they were they had been on like a one or two dates at least, and she was all good because she assumed that he was the college degree you know, manager at the enterprise until she brought him around his friends and he was like, I ain't been to college. And she was like, right. And, and, and then all of a sudden it was a problem. That's when she really actually started, you know what I'm saying? Like looking for problems with his behavior, you know what I'm saying? Or looking for, to have an issue to not continue with him. Okay. I think that's a that's a good point to uh to segue. We can come back to the envy thing, but I think that's a good point to segue to uh the article you shared on the Flash Black page this week, Christy. Oh right. <laughs> Fuck boys. Oh okay. uh, that's okay. All right. I mean, okay, so the article was <laughs> a response to an article written by a self-proclaimed blurred for all those who don't know blurreds are black nerds um so this blurred man you know what i'm saying i didn't read the original article and neither I still did i i refuse to give fuckboys clicks um but apparently the original article was basically dragging black women 
for trash, you know what I'm saying? Um, because, you know what I'm saying, we don't want his lame ass. And so the response back ultimately was just because you are intelligent and or intellectual and or alternative and or cultured does not mean that you are um, emotionally uh, intelligent or healthy or that you are capable of uh, maintaining and, you know, really engaging in a serious uh, adult relationship. And see, I don't even know a lot of blurs. I mean, I feel like I did, except like this whole like one controller thing. What sad ass motherfucker has a video game with one controller? (laughs) I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you because you have a penis and I just need you to explain that to me because like I just don't understand that. Who has one controller? Did he take it down? Because it says it can't be I mean, I know it come with one controller, but who don't order the extra controller package? I mean, it depends. Well, okay, to be honest, (laughs) if you're in the gaming, in the gaming sphere, in the gaming world, it could be something as simple as if the type of gamer you are. So you might be the type of person who games and gets into like online gameplay so you don't actually play with people your friends don't ever come over and play sometimes people don't do that sometimes people play with friends that are halfway across the world so See, it what depends that says to me if you have one controller is that you don't have any irl friends and if you don't have any irl friends then you don't get to have an irl girlfriend you know what i'm saying you get to jerk off to a cam girl because like you know clearly you know what i'm saying you don't have the social skills to do anything. No, real fucking talk. If you have one controller, that means no one is ever coming over to your house to play, which means theoretically you vitamin D deficient because you don't ever go outside because you got one goddamn controller. And you know what you have? If you have one controller, you are all about yourself. And so you don't even care about that girl right there. You just want to masturbate with her vagina. And you should do that with your hand and a cam girl. Well, I mean, there's there's that take on it, but there's also like you know, again, uh, just to be clear. I have I have more than one controller. Because I just when say I tried that, to but... click on it, it said the article is not found. It shouldn't be. Like, like I, <laughs> look, I mean, I'm being real. Look, I, I saw I saw the article a few months back, and it's just I've seen like a rehash of that that same thing. I've heard enough conversations where people go on talk shows, and it's like, yo, stop embarrassing yourself and stop embarrassing us, because what happens is. When you make statements like that, it gets conflated to the entire demographic. So when you make statements about, you know, like why I started dating outside of my race because this, that, and the third. Like, first of all, you didn't date every black woman. You dated a selected amount of black women. It could have been a lot. It could have been a few. But at the end of the day, it could have just been that you're lame. You could I be whack. You could with have. Somebody. You could. There could be so many factors into it. And the and the, and the, and the, the idea is. When you and she, the lady made this point. She made a lot of good points. She's like, okay, you could be lame, you could be boring, um, you might not have good hygiene, or then the last point, which was I think the best way to bring it home, which was because a lot of it was being funny because she's all the whoever wrote that was a blurred herself because she was making veiled references to Naruto while she was writing this shit and clowning the dude for making her watch Naruto. So I could tell that she actually has watched Naruto to some extent because she was talking about Rock Lee and his his ankle weights, but. You know, I'm gonna get off my blur thing. Get back to my point. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. So, her last point was essentially like, "Have you ever dated somebody and like, oh, they're cool, but I'm just not feeling them? Maybe that's how they feel about you, because maybe you just don't do it for them. So maybe instead of looking at other people as okay, it's this entire group that has the problem." 
maybe you're the constant. Maybe you are the problem. And maybe there's something you need to do in terms of self-evaluation to figure out how to get things better. But to put an entire, you know, blame on an entire group of people other than yourself, it's just, just kind of like it's, it's lazy. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's shallow. So, like, I mean, that's why I didn't want to read the article or whatever. I did, I did feel like I should read the articles because Chrissy posted and I figured it'd be entertaining. Uh, and it was. <laughs> so... But I'm sorry, you were saying. No, I was saying I had a conversation with somebody about this a few months ago when um, they were saying that they had a, a similar conversation with someone that they knew. And the person, the blurred person was just like, oh, I can't date black girls because they're they're not interested in the things I'm interested in. And I just have to date white girls because... You know, they understand me better. And I was like, but this person also, you know, is not, um, he was in college. Mm -hmm. I was like, also, he's not, you know, like trying to socialize and, you know, like trying to get to know other people. And, you know, he is a little bit on the lame side, kind of going back to what you said. He's a little lame. Mm -hmm. Um, Socially challenged. I'm socially Ah, challenged. That's very polite to call it socially challenged. Um, Socially retarded. You have anxiety you need to manage, but you actually have social skills. I have social skills, but I mean, I used to have a, a blog called Soliloquies of the Socially Retarded. I understand that there are things that I say that come out of my mouth that, you know, after I say them, I'm like, mm. yeah, you do. But this That's is like retarded. That's just you. Yeah, but this was different. Um, this was a bit there of were both. definitely some 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 social engagement struggles there that had not been addressed at any point ever prior to this person going to college. And is, and he, is he currently in college now? Mm-hmm. And and that could also be a byproduct of the way that kids now socialize is different because the internet and technology has changed the way socialization happens. I personally feel like he was just looking for an excuse to say, no, like, this no is why like I want to date a white girl because... Okay, I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's not. I'm just it's saying like you know, black girls don't understand me. And it's like, well, how many conversations have you had? Like, how are you trying to engage? Do you understand them? Yeah, and so to to flip this back on another way, I remember having a conversation with a young lady who's cool, so I'm not gonna put her name out there, or whatever. Um, at my cousin's house or whatever, there's like you know, Shay will have like all these events or whatever, where she cooks great food and has people come over, chill, talk all this stuff, play games. And this particular young lady was saying that she doesn't date black men because she's like, you know, like, you know, I like, I can't remember what black artist she referred to, but she said, I also like Nirvana and uh, uh, Coldplay or whatever. I'm like, okay, I like them too. I don't like Coldplay. I mean, it was, it was, she wasn't saying specific Coldplay, but she was naming artists or whatever that weren't like in the weeds artists. It's like, you know, it's like, like who the fuck don't like Nirvana? Like, right. <laughs> so it's just like, and she was naming shit. And I said, yo, I know plenty of people. And like, when I started looking at her, I was like, yo, my man Dio would love you. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, huh? But this, this comes back to the Molly issue. Go ahead. And this speak. comes back to the Molly issue in that the pool of women that you want to date is much bigger than a pool of men that she wants to date. Yeah, but I think the assumption is that they're, there's they're, no, there's no, 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 there's actually no but to it. No, no, no. There's Wait no, a second. Wait a second. Hold on. What I'm saying is that like the assumption, what, what I'm talking about, what she was saying is that there are no black dudes. Her, she was making a definitive statement. There are no black dudes. I, I like to listen to this. Type. Yeah, I like to listen to hip hop and this, that, and third. But there are no because black dudes. She that wasn't, 
Well, what she wasn't able to probably later explain is the kind of men that she's probably attracted to not into that. So she got to switch up her whole style. Okay, but nah, but that, that, wait a second. She said there are no black dudes that listen to that type of stuff. And that's not accurate. It's like, it's I know. Not. Huh? It's not. That's what I'm saying. That was that was my argument that no, I was happy. What she's saying is not accurate. But what, what her bigger problem is, is that, you know what I'm saying, the reality is a lot of the dating pool that she wants to is not into. And then to further make it, comp- to make, maybe further complicate things, the kind of black men that she may be attracted to are definitely not into that. I don't know. I feel like sometimes people try to make excuses for things to just kind of say that I'm doing this because I want to date black guys, but they don't like Nirvana, so I can't date them. And in their minds, you know, it kind of is just like, okay, so, you know, it's not that I don't want to date black guys. I do. Mm-hmm. But I like Nirvana. Right. And they don't like Nirvana. Which but is like fucking ridiculous, because who the fuck doesn't like Nirvana? Even though, you know, they're old and... You know, Kurt it's, it's still put a shotgun in let, his let, mouth. Let but Foo Fighters is great. But yeah, so <laughs> let, let me show you some people. I don't understand it. But oh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it exists. But just to say, like, I can't date black guys because they don't like Nirvana is complete bullshit. I just went to a, a concert yesterday with, with my man Femi was performing. He he does alt rock now, so um, he's got like a lead guitarist, a lead drummer, and you know, all the whole nine, and he does rock music with like his 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 poetry lyrics. And the entire audience just about was white. But there were black dudes in there rocking right along with him and having a good fucking time. They exist. But like like the the what I'm saying, the irony in that statement was, and I think the irony like on both sides of it is, like, are you putting yourself in a position in the environments where these things can actually happen? Because if you're saying no. you're, you're running in this circle and you're looking in this circle for this type of dude, whatever, but that type of dude might be not be in that type of bar. If you hang in this bar and that dude that listens to like, you know, Nirvana and hip hop might hang at a, like a more hipster type bar than you hang in. You might hang in a ratchet bar. But the, the problem with that, the problem with that as a black woman who like is just into all different types of things, the problem with doing things that you like in majority white spaces is that you are one of the only black women in a majority white space. Mm-hmm. There are almost no black men. The ones that are there are usually bunned up with a white with broad. A white woman, and not, not only that, not only that, the white boys aren't looking at you and the ones who are, are fetishizing you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just gross and and so when and and i think a lot of times there's a nuance people aren't saying i don't want to date a black man because i listen to nirvana they're saying i don't want to date a black man because i want to go to this rock show that's what i do for fun i want my dude to come to this rock show with me and i don't really know the kind of black dudes you know what i'm saying that actually want to go to these rock shows and the kind of black dudes that be at these rock shows don't want to be with me okay so but that 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 would be a more honest way of saying as opposed to the conversation that was being that had. Honest, you're right. That is a more honest way of saying it. But most people can't really articulate why it is they're dissatisfied with why they're dissatisfied. Because they actually haven't thought deeply about how it is to fix the problem. So they that is at the root of the, that. That is the root of both situations between like the blurred dude who wrote that lame ass article. And the blurred dude needs to go to therapy and not be socially retarded. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And the black girl needs to seriously think about 
doing what she's doing, which is not necessarily dating black men. That doesn't mean you rule them out as a general rule. But the other reality is if what she's saying to you is is the social spaces that I'm in, there are rarely black men there to even begin to pick up dating on, then, you know, that's problematic. And the reality is we come back to a demographic issue, which is that black women are the most educated demographic in this country and our counterparts are the most incarcerated demographic in this country, which means they're probably the most undereducated demographic, the least exposed to different things and things outside of black culture. And the reality is a lot of times black women want to date somebody who is culturally black, but also also exposed to a bunch of other things. And so that leaves us a lot of times either exposing people ourselves or it leaves people lonely because there's a lot of black men who will say to you i'm not doing that white shit mm-hmm. and keep moving no doubt so the reality is and so you know the reality is lee you're rare as a black man you're rare i'm cool with that so you are rare with your interests. That's not to say that, you know, numbers wise, there aren't a lot of people that have the same interests that you have. But um, statistically speaking, you're a rare bird. But also like when you find that rare bird and um, please don't take this the wrong way, people, because um, I'm kind of talking about you, but not really. Okay. Um, yeah, you kind of like it. And it's like, oh, wow. So we can like talk about shit like nine inch nails and nirvana and we can go to a Foo fighter show and we can you know watch this other weird shit and um because i had an ex that way we were chatting about this lovely gentleman earlier (laughs) (laughs) so and you know like you can share books with them and they read and it's like oh this is so fucking cool (laughs) yeah 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 and it's about right, it's right. about finding love, but it's also um, and I, I don't want to sound like earlier in the conversation I was trying to be insensitive to the young lady that I referenced because that was not my intent when I was having the conversation with her or recounting it here, but more so to shed light on the idea of if you are dead set in your mind that something cannot or does not or will not exist then to a certain extent it won't. If in your mind you're you're shut against the possibility of something, it's harder to kind of be able to then allow that something to exist, even if it's existing in front of you. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, there's some people even now that are arguing vehemently and adamantly that the earth is flat. There are people that are arguing right now that climate change is not a thing. (laughs) That mankind's impact on the planet is not a thing. This is an argument that people are having and some, some of them reason. are in part of the quote unquote intelligentsia as far as environmentalists and all that. So, I mean, that's all I was really getting at. And the, the funny thing when I was having this conversation with this young lady in particular, I was just thinking like, yo, my man Dia will probably like like dig you. Like, you know what I mean? Just in terms of what she was saying and then, you know, the type of interest she was throwing out there, whatever. I was like, yeah, he probably, you know. That that would probably that could probably work. I'm gonna just put it out there. Dio been fine. <laughs> and then there's that. So all right. I don't know who listens to this podcast that knows him, but <laughs> he been fine for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have the same relationship with Dio that y'all did, so ain't nobody yeah. gotta like amen on this. But indeed, ladies, if you know him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's all I was getting at. So I mean, Me yeah, too. I, I I just that's all I was getting at. I'm, I'm really trying to transition back to I this whole alert article. Probably um, still fine. <laughs> what article? The blurred article that 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 spawned this whole conversation. The one that you posted. Yeah. So I mean, that's no longer available. Yeah, I, I just think at the end of the day, it's just to me there's a little bit of laziness when people make such assessments. There's a little bit of self-loathing um, that's for me frustrating, and I don't like to participate in. Or you know, I have better things to do with my time. Then to hear somebody say that this entire group of people is whack because I tried to have a relationship with them and it didn't work out. And it's just like, at the end of the day, like, what type of woman are you looking for? If you're looking for a particular type of woman, don't don't blame that on all on a particular demographic. It's just not it's not cool. So that's all I was gonna say. I didn't read the article either. The the original the article that caused this whole kerfuffle. So for the very same reason, Chrissy, that you didn't. So, yeah. Um, I guess I, I wanted to throw something out there very quickly. It, you'll be able to look at it uh, via the Flashback Twitter Twitter feed or through the, the Flashback page. But there was an article that I just read today on MSN.com. It was via the Boston Globe. And it was via the Boston Globe. I'm not laughing at the article. I'm laughing at my, my, my compadre over here just in their own little zone. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> There's an article via the Boston Globe where essentially there was a young man who was going through a breakup, who had gone through a breakup recently with his girlfriend or his now ex-girlfriend, and he's in his early 20s. He had, a, I guess, a bad day, or he just had a moment where he just he was not emotionally capable of dealing with things. So he went back to, he had moved back to his parents' house in June or something like that. And he basically told his mother and his father, like, look, nobody mess with me right now. I just, you know, I just need to be by myself or whatever. And it scared his mother enough to the point where she called the police. Uh, police did a follow-up or whatever. Some point along the line, he said something else to his parents, like, look, if anybody tries to come in here, I'm going to hurt myself. And they took that to mean that he's going to take his own life. So um, the father got scared and he called the police. A couple of police showed up. And then some point along the way, SWAT team was called in, like actual SWAT team. So for somebody who was thinking about killing themselves, who had no hostages, the only, th- only living being that was with this person in his room locked in was his dog, whom he loved like tremendously. So there was no imminent threat to anybody other than himself. So I, in reading this article, was wondering why they literally called in SWAT, and it's like a regional response. So it was like multiple police units from all over the region that that converged on this one house. They rolled a armored an armored vehicle into the backyard of this person's house, you know. And like, if you're gonna come up to somebody with a bunch of armed officers with assault rifles, and this person is trying to kill himself, I don't think that's the best way to go about doing it. So. This is just yet another example of what I was saying in terms of our response, and I mean our as in society's response to mental health issues and how we address them. I really think we need to be discussing that more uh, intelligently and and more openly because I, I just don't think that at the end of the day, 
this kid should have ended up dead. But I just don't understand. Like, if you call SWAT, that's kind of my expectation. If you call SWAT, somebody's going to likely get killed. That's just how I feel. No. So I just skim read through some of the article. And the point that I'm most disturbed about is that while the SWAT team was standing outside his motherfucking door, he called the police and asked for fucking help. Are you kidding me? He called the police to ask for help because he was scared of the SWAT people. Mm. And nobody at any point in time thought we should back these SWAT motherfuckers up. Nobody at any point in time thought that they should call. A, you know what? This is my question. Why don't they just call suicide hotlines? I don't mean the people in distress. I mean the fucking cops. Why don't they call suicide hotlines so that maybe they can find somebody who has the time to walk them through this shit? Because yeah, apparently, because clearly they don't have nobody on staff. Yeah, well, they said they had ten negotiators at their disposal. That's what's crazy about it. They said they had ten negotiators at their disposal, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's just like they 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 oh, had it. So that's a wrongful death suit right there. I feel like either way is a wrongful death suit, and it's just they were so callous in terms of how like oh the the situation has been resolved. Has I mean, it? Am I am I confused? Because my knowledge of SWAT is that they are not necessarily there to do like. De-escalation. See how Not I got at all. it right this They're there to get it jumped it off. I see. Yeah. Wait. One of the things that I saw in my skim through was the cop trying to explain to the parents that, no, no, SWAT being here is a good thing because they're all armored up and he has a gun. So and that he's there less likely to shoot. Safe. Right. That will make them feel safe and therefore less likely to shoot. Well, that's not reassuring at all. The reason why cops shoot, there's a part before that, it wasn't in like the reason why police officers shoot is because they're scared of being shot. So they're Me wearing too. armor. That's makes why them... I decided not to become a police officer. <laughs> Which I feel like, I'm not saying that you should ever want to be shot, but if fearing being shot is so like paralyzing to you that it makes you more likely to shoot somebody, I'm going to venture to say that maybe not the best job for you because one of the Mm -hmm. things that according to the training that they give you because the community is really full of enemies you know what I'm saying and they're super militarized you know like I just don't understand if you go into a job where your training is one where the language is super militarized and you know they're constantly telling you how dangerous it is how you know everybody is the enemy and you know all of this other stuff then like you know Spoiler alert, you might get shot at one day. I'm just just saying. And like if you can't deal with that, then you probably should not be a police job. officer. Or a security guard mm-hmm. at a bank. Mm-hmm. Or like be a greeter at Walmart. I don't know, but or personal security, you know, or a kindergarten teacher. Isn't getting worse and worse. <laughs> But, yeah, definitely not a a police officer if your concern is, like... And, I mean, I'm not even saying, like, going to work and not getting harmed is not a legitimate concern. I've worked in jobs where I go to work. I worked at a psych hospital before, and going into a psych hospital is like, huh, you know, there's legitimate concern that I could get hurt on any day. You know what I don't do? Don't try to, like, put myself in a position where I'm then going to get harmed. Um, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> but to call the SWAT team for someone who is like so 
in distress emotionally and mentally that they are talking about taking their own lives, that is like so fucking far left and outside of the realm of things to do that make sense. I would concur. I I can't even. I would concur. And I, I, I think this I think this is a good illustration of how we need to honestly as a nation really start having an open and honest dialogue about how we view police and how poli- police view us and how we interact with police and what their their role should be. Because again, I don't I don't have a I don't have a problem or an issue with all police. I have a problem with like uh obviously those that do not wear the badge with honor. Obviously who uh go beyond the the uh the the necessary um the necessary whatever the situation may be to to resolve a matter. Um point in case, um there's another article that I posted uh, this past week uh where the young lady was in California, she was on a bike. She's 19 years old. She had gone to get a Father's Day card for her father. Uh, it was a hot day because it's, you know, L.A. It's hot there. I heard. Um, I've been there. It's, that's true. Um, she decided to drink some water. And when she looked around, she saw that, like, police officers had their guns drawn. They ran up on her, and they basically accosted her, and they asked her for her backpack. And, you know, when she didn't initially give it to her, and, you know, where's your warrant? Like, you know, my warrant is my my police dog. So she gave them the bag, and then they sick the dog on her. The dog bit her. And the reason why they did all this is because she fit the description. Now, let me describe the description uh, for you. Run the description back. Uh, they were looking for a black male. And 20, 25 to 30 years old, uh, about 170 pounds, and bald. She was a female, about 5'1", 108 pounds. And somehow, some way, she fit the description. And the way they tried to flip this whole thing off, which is, and this is like, and this is the part that we have an issue with. When I say we, a lot of folks in the black community, because there's this dishonesty and this ability to kind of twist things to make a justification for after something has been done wrong. You don't want to just admit that it was wrong and, and this was not cool. Maybe we should do better. But the, the justification was we didn't know that she was a female. She looked like a male. That was their justification. Not to not to say that like she was sixty pounds off at least from what the person she was looking for, a completely different and gender. Foot too short and uh, foot too short. Yeah, foot too short. And she happened to be not bald, you know. All these things. The 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 reason was like, oh, you're not a female. So they're trying to write a report after the fact, try to make it like she's like, Oh, what's your name? And she gave him her name. That's not a your name, that's a female's name. What's your real name? And stuff like that. And this is the type she of stuff they're writing in the report. Like a man. Huh? I said she didn't look like a man. Not at all. She looked like a little girl. She didn't even look like she'd be 19, honest with you. She looked like she could have been 16. About 15, yeah. Yeah. So But she at no point was really actually resisting any kind of arrest. She was hesitant to a search, but she wasn't resistant. So I'm a little confused as to where the Oh, and that's the other thing. She assaulted an officer. She pushed the officer and he fell back. And that's the reason why. Now let's Dude, like resisting arrest is like the most BS charge I think anybody can get. I've seen way too many instances where the only charge somebody has is resisting arrest. So if I'm not under arrest, how can I resist it? My charge for being arrested is resisting arrest? That's my charge? 
Word. So okay, all right. So I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. In this, see, here's where, here's where I have to like not be able to share your sentiment about not having a problem with all cops because the reality is, where the people in that station who, st- who heard that story and stood up in protest. True, and I, I don't disagree with that. And the, and, the, and the problem with that is that people who maintain the law actually need to behave better than the law because on so many levels they actually are above the law because it's their job to maintain it and if you see the bad apples acting all bad apple and you don't say anything you're not a good fucking cop period end of story and so any cop who's ever seen any kind of misconduct and hasn't stood up is not a good fucking cop Mm Because we don't think that priests who enable pedophile priests are good priests because they weren't pedophiles. Say it again. We don't think that priests who enabled pedophile priests are good priests because they weren't pedophiles. They enabled that shit. And if you're a cop who enables another cop to be abusive, then you're an abusive cop. Mic drop. It's like, um, in, was it Florida when they pulled over the state's attorney? <laughs> and right. dude was like fumbling to find like, oh. They're still trying to give an explanation mm-hmm. for that. Or oh, let's we talk just, about how uh, TMZ uh, uh. exonerated Venus Williams. We were talking Florida. about that earlier. We were talking about that earlier upstairs before we started. TMZ, TMZ a gossip site. Hmm. But TMZ, TMZ and, comes and, through and with the real about, with the real news. But 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 let's talk about how the whistleblower felt more comfortable going to the gossip site than even the local fucking newspaper. Well, let's and uh, and let's also let's talk, talk about, about how before there somewhere. was any actual investigation into what happened, they decided oh, she that was she was already guilty of this yeah, of, they already of causing said she was the at death. Fault. Yeah, yeah, they said she was at fault for causing this man's death because people on the scene, um, and you can figure out what those people probably look like based on where they are. Um, people on the scene said that she was at fault. And so like we were saying up like I was saying upstairs, like, yeah, then TMZ came through like, oh but 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 wait, she actually wasn't. And I mean, like, within the span of, like, days, like, the police had already said she was at fault for causing this man's death. The woman that was driving the car, his wife, had already filed, like, a, a wrongful a death, wrongful suit, death suit. Like, against, $25 million, some crazy amount of against money? Against Venus. It was crazy. Yo. Right. And then, you know, TMZ comes through and they release this video. And then the police are like, oh, I mean, oops. Because, of course, super blackity black black girl driving an expensive car got to be like some random drug dealer slash rapper girlfriend, right? You know what I'm saying? That couldn't be somebody who earned the money to get that car on her own, right? Or, I mean, uh, I just you thought were they saw this... Venus Williams. It's like, uh, I just thought they ching. saw a, a, a black person and a white person, and there was an accident, and then the white people said that the black woman was at fault, and then the cops were like, oh, well, you know, we've got these white witnesses, so why would they lie? But this. But this also happened in a super exclusive gated community, mm-hmm. which is why I said what I said, because I promise you those black, those white people in that intersection at the time of this accident did not think that that was her car. They thought that she was the help driving the car, I'm sure, which is why they felt OK saying she did it. It's her fault. But even even and even if they did, 
When the police arrived, I'm sure they asked her for her identification. And so when they identified that this is Venus Williams, just the fact, and even if it's not Venus Williams, the fact that before you do any investigation, you just decide to say, like, you are at fault. We've not tried to ascertain if there is any video evidence of what happened at this intersection. And obviously, I mean, how difficult is it? How difficult is it to find? People at TMZ found it, even though they find absolutely everything. But you, I mean, you're an investigator. You're supposed to be investigating this stuff and trying to figure out exactly what happened instead of just saying like, I arrived on the scene and within the span of a few hours, I decided that you are at fault. I have nothing to say anything to the contrary. So that's what I'm just going to go with. And I'm not going to really do my job of investigative police work. I'm just going to assume that, yeah, you did this. And then to just come back and be like, oops. I would just like to say that it's unfortunate that a life was lost in this situation because it was an accident and that sucks and um, no condolences to the family lost. But at the same time, it's also, you know, a blessing that there was actual footage because who knows how this could have gone mm-hmm. if this was just left up to the city. Mm-hmm. Because well, I, 20 years ago, she probably would have been in jail. 20 years ago, there probably, probably wouldn't have been footage from the traffic. Tree. Yeah, from, from there probably wouldn't have been footage from a traffic cam 20 years ago either. So, um, well, no, that's what I'm saying. She yeah. would have been in jail because there would have been no footage. And so it would have been, you know, her word against theirs. That, right, right. And, and, and all that becomes hearsay. Yeah. So it's just, it's just unfortunate that, you know, that because I mean, I remember reading an article and I remember reading that she was at fault and it's just like, okay, she pulled out too far and blah, 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 blah. And and then all of a sudden is that she's not at fault, but never really got into. I didn't know that TMZ broke the the footage. I just saw that TMZ breaks every day. I'm not surprised at all that that happened, but it's just it's just one of those things, man. So I mean, I'm I'm glad that that's getting resolved on her behalf. It's unfortunate that she didn't win Wimbledon, you know, but that she got there at 37 years old still says, you know. How much no, of, at 37 years old. With, with that the, autoimmune disease, yeah. Mm-hmm. The chronic disease that makes most people not get the fuck up out of bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, and in, 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 in that heat also, because Wimbledon's heat is no joke on that center court. So Right. And I, th- I think on a lot of levels, people, you know, compare her to Serena in the sense that like, you know, oh, she hasn't won as much or oh, she doesn't play as often. But I feel like the fact that she actually still gets out there is as highly ranked as she is and plays as well as she does with this disease on some levels makes her as good as an athlete, you know what I'm saying, as Serena. I I was saying because she plays with a lot more challenges than Serena does. Competing against people who were Poor at time not at times not even born when she started, right? Right. That that too. That too. Uh, I, I would also like to submit that. Mm-hmm. I would also like to submit that uh, Venus and Serena wouldn't be who they are if they didn't have the other person there to drive them. I think that they played their best opponents when they were playing each other's kids. I think that's what made them so ready for the world. The world was not ready for Venus and Serena. And I remember when they were talking about how good Serena was. She's so good. And I was like, yeah, hey, I remember looking at Serena. Like, nah, Serena's better. But she hadn't come into her own yet. Yeah, the, even their father said that. Yeah, their yeah, father yeah, yeah. said Serena is the better of the of the yeah. two. And I remember watching them both play at a young age. And I was just like, nah, Serena. Serena. Is fucking 
beast. Yeah, yeah. I remember what I had to argue with my stepfather. It's like, well, the experts say this. It's like, the experts don't know what they're talking about. I don't watch them both play. I'm not a tennis expert, but I watch them both play. I can tell Serena's better. Now, she was younger. She hadn't gotten there yet, but once she got... Yeah, but at got the end there, of the day, got focused and was mm-hmm. like, "I'm a tennis player, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to be." Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, playing against somebody of Venus—I mean, excuse me, Venus—I put their names together—a Venus's caliber at such a young age and so and so consistently mm-hmm. going against them, and they didn't like take it easy on each other. Nope. They really wanted to beat each other. They love each other, and that's evident. But they went at each other. And that competitive spirit that they fostered together is what makes both of them great. So, you know, Venus's victories, I think, are in part Serena's and likewise. I don't think that they would have been who they are if the other one was not there. That's just my opinion, though. And Serena's just glowing over there baking babies. <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm not going to ask that question. I asked the question off mic. All right. Um, so... <laughs> we good. We want to wrap up here because continue the conversation on the back end. Yeah, I really want to know what the, com- what the conversation <laughs> is. <now. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll ask the question off mic. I'll ask the question off mic. But uh, uh, before we got, get out of here, a couple orders of business. First and foremost, if you want to follow us, ladies and gentlemen, you can do so a number of ways. You can check us out on SoundCloud. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Play. Music, and you can also check us out via www.flashblackradio.com. Is it iTunes or is it just Apple Podcasts now? I think I saw on. You're absolutely, you know what? Yeah, I'm seeing because I'm thinking through the actual device, so I'm actually incorrect. That is actually is podcast if you're doing it through the phone, but if you're doing it through iTunes on your desktop, you can do it that way. So you still use the iTunes application. Why aren't we on on Stitcher? Um, I'm going to work towards those things. Um, actually, I just heard not too long ago that, that uh, SoundCloud is actually in financial jeopardy, which I didn't know before I paid for my annual subscription. Yeah. Did, who, who was it that came? Was it Chance the Rapper that came through and saved them? Because they were only... Did, they, did he already save them? Or he said he's going to save I think them? I maybe heard, he said he was because I think they had, what, like 50... <laughs> they were soluble for like 50 for days? For another quarter. They got another quarter before they yeah before they were in trouble. So there's that. Um, we're also available on the thank you for that correction Um, so if you're doing it through your phone it will be the podcast application on your phone Uh, through your desktop you can do it through the iTunes application and go to the podcast tab Uh, we are available on Twitter at Flash Black Radio and at Flash Black News we're available the Facebook group and the Facebook page Flash Black Radio and uh, if you want to check us out, just do flash slash black and, you know, you'll find us through all those major things. And also, uh, I can put Instagram out there as Takiya rolls her eyes. But, you know, at some point, her shame will be enough for me to power through it. Add it oh, in. I'm, I'm deactivating my Facebook account. I, I, I heard about that. We'll also talk about that off mic, too. I'm very curious as to why that oh, is. Oh, we can talk about it off mic. I'm just over it. Okay. There we go. So... We are the usual suspects, Sands, One Slim Williams. I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. T-Rich. K-Savage. We thank you so much for listening to us yet again for another week. We appreciate it. Please continue to share, to discuss, and to get involved. If y'all have questions or feedback or commentary, give it to us. Let us know what you think. And also, like, you know, if you want us to talk about something, throw something at us. We'd love to hear from you. And we appreciate y'all listenership. Please continue to do so. Stay blessed. Stay well. Even if you just want to do like listener letters, that's fine too. Don't ask for advice though, because I charge for that shit. I'm a licensed professional. I'll give you some advice.